When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to another edition of the PHNX D-backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is the mayor of PHNX, occasionally known as Derek Montilla. This guy over here is named Thunderstick for some reason. I don't know why his mom named him that, but occasionally we call him Jesse Friedman, uh, the vice mayor. Sir, how are you doing today? I am I am doing all right. And, and yes, I can confirm that is the name that my mother Thunder gave me. Thunderstick. Yeah, it's very weird. That. Oh, that. oh, my God. Uh-oh. Oh, we this are being be joined, ladies and gentlemen, right now uh, by the director of content. Prince it's of Vice Purple, President of Vice, Content. Vice Get it President right, of right? Content. Uh, the one and only Espo. Espo, I, I what am, are you doing here? I am very, very upset with something you have been missaying on the program. Uh oh. Uh oh. What, what have I been missaying? It's, it's important. Okay. Let's, okay. let's hear it. Very, very important okay. to your, your audience. You keep describing weird science wrong. What? Why? They're not in college. They're two high school kids. Oh my God! Nerds at their home. Oh, wow. That's why Bill, Bill wow. Pullman, his brother, is there. <laughs> He's right. Like you've been, you, right. you've been misrepresenting right. this classic that you're gonna force well, Jesse to, to watch. Supposed to be and the I am gonna force there. him. To, well, here's the thing: is I was uh, four years old when that movie came out, so I can't take credit for being old enough to really know it. Uh, neither was, can you. Hold on, I was two when yeah, I still I'm know saying, it. Okay, <laughs> that's fine. So get your facts straight. <laughs> okay. Is that all you were here for, reprimand here? here? Okay, Jesse, it's high school kids. It's even worse. Enjoy your show. It makes the message even worse, let me tell you. But Mm. now you're going to watch it, and it's going to make things I don't think that one's winning the poll right now. You don't think so? I'm pretty sure Breakfast Club is winning the poll right now. Really? Because that's the one that that people actually know, right? Uh, (laughs) I don't like that. As we found out yesterday, nobody knows any of these movies that you're talking about. They don't know any of these movies. Like I said, Real Genius is the best one of the lot. But, of course, this show is brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings. Sportsbook app. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use our code of PHNX. Make a deposit as a new customer, and you will get a risk-free bet up to one thousand uh, dollars. That is at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Jesse, what is going on with the Arizona Diamondbacks? They are on uh, a, a quite the streak, quite a run. They're doing pretty good, right? Yeah. Pretty good. Is it too early to start talking playoffs? Can uh, I take off my journalist fedora with the big feather, put on my fan cap, and start uh, screaming about playoffs yet? I playoffs, mean, playoffs, playoffs. They're four and one, Jesse. They're beating up on the San Francisco Giants, who apparently came here to get right, uh, according to manager yeah, Gabe Kapler. Yeah. So apparently that was actually never said. I don't know if you, <laughs> I don't know if you heard about that, but uh, uh, yeah. yeah, Steve Gilbert yesterday uh, published a story talking about um, these words that Gabe Kapler, the manager of the San Francisco Giants, had allegedly said. Allegedly. Um, apparently he said. Uh, you know, they've been struggling lately, and so he said something along the lines of, we'll get right in Arizona, right? Correct. Sort of like a slight. Confidently. Yeah, confidently. Yeah. Sort of like a slight at the Diamondbacks as, as you know, them being sort of an easy target. Sure. Um, but those words apparently were never said, Derek. We have, uh, <laughs> nobody has found any audio, nobody's found any video, nobody has any evidence whatsoever that Gabe Kapler uh, said those things. And so. Um, Do we know where they originated? 
I think it is entirely possible. We don't know for sure, but it is entirely possible that a member of the Diamondbacks clubhouse uh, simply made up that Gabe Kapler said that <laughs> in order to create some sort of false motivation, which appears to be working. Hey. Uh, so, you know, all is well that ends well. Man, right? I guess it's uh, I guess it's working. You should wait to hear the things I heard Brian Snickter said about the Diamondbacks, because if that's going to get him fired up, wait till you hear what we have to say about the Atlanta Braves coach. Yeah. Uh, second series in a row after the All-Star break. So they are fired up. They are uh, rolling in the right direction. Tyler, Gip, uh, Tyler Gilbert gave him another decent spot start. Yeah. Uh, not yeah. kind of uh, a bit like Corbin Martin, where like from from, yeah. from watching it, you're not super confident in him as a starting pitcher going right. forward. But it's hard to deny the results were pretty good. And he gave uh, the team an opportunity to win, which they did in game two, winning the yeah. series. Yeah, he did. Um, yeah, Tyler Gilbert seems to be a twice through the lineup uh, sort of guy. Um, whereas, you know, other starters, of course, are allowed to go further than that. They're allowed to pitch deeper <laughs> yes. in the games. Um, but the Diamondbacks, even though he only had 71 pitches yesterday, they pulled him after four innings. Um, and sure enough, if you look at the numbers, Derek, that seems to be uh, probably a, a, an understandable decision, given that Tyler Gilbert, uh, the third time through the batting order, I believe opposing hitters are batting 462 with six hits, and those six hits are three doubles and three home runs. Yes. So it appears he's not, uh, not a guy that you want pitching. Um, you know, to guys the third time around through the order, and uh, it worked yesterday. I mean, give him, you know, let him go out there for four innings, give you a chance to win. Uh, they used Luke Weaver, uh, got a couple of innings out of him yesterday, and they were able to, to finish out the game from there. Yeah, Luke Weaver again, another impressive performance out of the bullpen as well yeah. from him. Right, uh, came came back in and plunked a guy, and that ended his day. But uh, the the inning that he was in for, he looked pretty effective. Yeah, yeah. I guess it was really more than one inning. He didn't. He didn't uh, really stay in the second inning because um, you're right. He, he hit the batter, and then, <laughs> and then that was sort of the end of it. But um, but he did have three strikeouts in uh, in the one inning that that he had before that happened. So um, yeah, it's it's really hard to figure out what exactly is happening with Luke Weaver. I mean, it wasn't that long ago that he was viewed as being a starter that the Diamondbacks wanted to like build around moving forward. Um, but that is not the case now, Derek. He's yeah. sort of being used in these. Eh, yesterday wasn't a mop-up role, but it, it was not. He's not being used in late in games, right? He's not a high leverage reliever for them yet. Um, but maybe you know, maybe there's a path where he could get there if he's uh, able to have a few more starts like he did yes, or a few more outings like he did yesterday. Maybe minus the hit batter and, and some of the walks that he had in that one. D-backs are now five and three versus the Giants this season. They are actually up right now one to nothing. So they uh, much different. They have a much different record than they had last season. They were. 2-17 against the Giants yeah, much in 2021. Different. Much different. Things are going much better, just like the entire season has been. But uh, if Gabe Kapler did, in fact, say those things, hypothetically, hypothetically. you could see a reason why, after going 2-17 and 17 against the Diamondbacks last season, why he thought his team might be able to get yeah. right against the You'd Diamondbacks. You'd feel pretty confident facing a team that you uh, won 17 out of uh, 19 games against the year prior. So it is, uh, it is understandable, but I don't think he even said those words. No, so it's no. pretty crazy. And you know what's fucking mind-blowing to me is to think that 2-17, and 17, they're 5-3. and three. How many more games the Diamondbacks still have against the Giants this season yeah. with not a lot of time left in the season, yeah. right? It's, once again, why their second half of the season is the third most difficult stretch. It's because it's so much National League West, just back-to-back. Right. I mean, we have so many games still against the Dodgers, the Giants, yeah, and the Padres right. left on the schedule. But, but the Diamondbacks right now are on pace to beat them all, Jesse. 
because they are four and one post All Star break. <laughs> they are now forty four and fifty three. That's how this works, right? That, that means they're going to the they're going to win eighty percent of their that's games. That's how it the works with the, the Nationals beating the Dodgers. More importantly, they've outscored their opponents thirty four to ten post All Star break. So what? They're on pace to score. Uh, 700 runs, basically, in the second half of the season, something like that? Yeah, something like that. Okay. Yeah. I'm excited to well, see it. Well, wait, 700 runs? No. In the yeah, no. No. No, no. There's, there's not that many games in okay. the second half. But That's fine. They're averaging about seven runs per game so far out of the break, which, it's is, pretty which is pretty pretty dang impressive. Yeah. And they could win their 45th game today if they sweep the Giants. And should they do that, uh, it's kind of an impressive feat because they did not win their 45th game last season until September 1st. They barely won 45 they games last year. They barely won 45. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were getting really close to that number that they that their total for last season. But, uh, again, it just shows the improvement of this team, win or lose, right? Yeah. I mean, our goal here is to make Patrick Lyons look silly. That's it's that's all this season is about. Forget <laughs> win, lose, forget any of the other stuff. That we want to make uh, we want to beat the Rockies. We want to make and Patrick Lyons speaking of which took a picture wearing a nacho cap yesterday in the press box. So, I don't know Did if he, he needs too much help um, in that department, but <laughs> uh, the D-back starters are 8 and 3 in the month of July, which is a stark contrast to what we saw in June. Yeah. And again, the starting pitching really has been where it's at for this team and why they've I mean I don't know. I guess you couldn't say that because starting pitching has been good, but the offense has also been very good for this team. Yeah, it really has. I mean, the Diamondbacks are uh, yesterday was honestly a it was a fascinating game because for a while there the Diamondbacks had the Diamondbacks had f- <laughs> we have so many cameras here. We don't know We're trying what to figure out which camera to look at. Which, which camera do I look at? Do I look at this? This camera's in front of me. No, I'm not looking at that. Now, do I look at this one? Camera one, camera two. Camera Was that camera one? I don't know. Why are you doing this to us, Jacob? This is incredible. This is awesome. Um, All right. So yesterday's game was, was wild because for a while there, the Diamondbacks had five runs, and they only had two hits. Yeah. And both hits went over the fence. And one of those hits was a three-run home run by Christian Walker, which, get this, Derek, Christian Walker had not hit a three-run home run or a grand slam all season long prior to that moment. Oh, my God. All of his, all <laughs> oh of his home runs for the entire season. <laughs> with, with one on or nobody with on, right? one on or nobody on, exactly. Oh, my God. Uh, so that was the first time that we saw Christian Walker driving three on a home run, and yeah. it came at a perfect time when the Diamondbacks um, we're facing a really, really tough pitcher in Carlos Rodon. We'll, we'll get more to him yesterday. He had a, a really interesting day at the ballpark yeah, yesterday. Yeah, for sure. Um, for doing as well as he did numbers-wise, like I get why. Yeah, because he had 10 strikeouts. I think that's the thing is when you give up two hits, and those two hits were so critical based on other mistakes you had made to allow base runners on, and then that's how the Diamondbacks get such a substantial lead. Yeah. Uh, I would be throwing things in the dugout too. and. In, in, in regards to that, we are excited to introduce a brand new segment today, <laughs> uh, along with our friends at OG's. Of course, our friends at OG's that are flavoring life. We got a little uh, OG's right here. That's their summer pina colada edition that you can get up now at a local dispensary near you. Uh, by the way, uh, if you don't want to check out where they're at, if you need to find a dispensary near you, go to OG'sBrands.com. That's O-G-E-E-Z-Brands.com. Or on Instagram at OG's Brands. It's O-G-E-E-Z. But they are all about flavoring life. They're all about bringing you the best uh, edibles that you can get in the state of Arizona. They are the number one selling edible in the state of Arizona. And they bring you a variety of flavors. They're all about flavoring life. And, uh, you know, sometimes you need OG's to kind of get over bad situations, Jesse. Like a bad day. Nothing helps out on a bad day more than getting some OG's. 
So we are going to introduce our new segment now, which is our OG's performance to forget. <laughs> That's right, because sometimes, again, you just need some, OG, you need some OGs to get over stuff. And Carlos Rodon had quite the bad day yesterday, even though he had such a spectacular day. And let's take a look here. Uh, this is, I think this is after giving up maybe the first home run. Uh, there's the backswing. That is not. <laughs> you can't backswing like that with your teammates in the dugout. But it didn't stop there. This man was out of control. Uh, of course, we also have this part of the video, too, where he kicks a bat and hits his teammate right in the shit. Um, what, what are your thoughts about the menace in the dugout that is Carlos Rodon? Yeah. So I watched the, uh, the post-game interview with Carlos Rodon. And you really have to feel bad for the guy because you could tell Carlos Rodon was just trying to, you know, the Giants have been struggling lately. Oh, yeah. He's trying to help them get back on track. And, um, and he was having an incredible night outside of yeah. these few mistakes that then got compounded by that's when the Diamondbacks, Sergio Alcantara and, uh, and, and Kurt Walker. Walker were able to hit home runs. Right, right. And so he just felt so bad. And it was so hard to, like, like I honestly feel bad for us giving him our first OG's performance. He deserves it. He deserves it. <laughs> Don't listen to this man. He's such a good guy, and he felt so bad afterwards well, and all that's this happened. Why we think Carlos Rodon should take some OG's because he should forget. He should forget He should forget this. not his performance on the mound, but his performance in the dugout, Jesse. That's yeah. what he should forget. Uh, because on the mound, he was incredible. But, again, uh, the Diamondbacks yeah. got to him when they needed to. They scored uh, enough runs. And, again, their offense has just been incredible. So uh, tip of the cap to o uh, OGs, tip of the cap to Carlos Rodon. And make sure <laughs> if you're looking for some OGs uh, like these that I'm taking with me to Disneyland, uh, you can find their product at your local dispensary. Must be 21 years or older to purchase. I'm not taking them in Disneyland, Jesse. I'm just yeah. taking them with me. Do we get a Do we get an OG's performance to forget from your trip? Yeah, when probably. You come, when you come back, do we, most likely, we give you one. Okay. Most likely, I'll fall, fall asleep on a bench somewhere in Tomorrowland. But uh, also, we are here at Four Peaks Brewing Company. We hope you guys are here too. Shout out to our guy Charles is over there. Uh, Charles Woodall Pike is here with us. Uh, but uh, this has been a fantastic day for us here. We are drinking beers. I need another one. I asked Jacob for another beer and nothing. I get nothing <laughs> this here. This is not my job. I know, but you <laughs> can flag the someone down. Manager who's standing right uh, here. I need another beer, general manager. Oh, he <laughs> said is, no to he me. He thinks it's my job. I'm just, I mean, like, I'm just me on there. I didn't get say, I, I, just, I just said I needed another beer. Uh oh, oh we now go. we got this guy now coming on. Derek. Yeah. You're a grown-ass man. Okay, I'll get, I'll get my own fucking beer, yes. But if you were here, you could get your own fucking beer, too, because they have a wonderful variety of beers here in Four Peaks. Uh, the food is incredible. Every single person here got chicken tenders. So apparently they are legendary. They are legendary. Like we all we can stop. Uh, we can't stop thinking about it. We were talking about it before we got in the air. We both want chicken tenders so bad. But make sure to check out uh, Four Peaks. We thank them so much uh, for allowing us to be here for for uh, their partnership and everything. So if you're not here, go grab some Four Peaks at your local grocery store, convenience store, liquor store near you. Uh, they have a wide variety of beers, and there is definitely one that fits you for sure. Must be 21 years or older to purchase uh, and enjoy, and enjoy responsibly. Also, enter our Toast of the Month sweepstakes at gophnx.com, where you can win a $50 gift card for this very place. You can also get yourself a uh, manual membership, and you can get yourself... What, what, what's wrong, Jacob? Are we done with the Toast of well, the Month? Toast of the Month is getting announced today. Oh, well, it's, is, is it too late to enter? I don't know. Well, go Where's enter Max? right now. Quick, Where's go Max? enter. Get a man. Is Toast of the Month closed? Can people still enter Toast of the is Month? Is it too late? It's Toast of the Month closed. 
They can still enter as of right now. Go enter right now. Toast of the <laughs> month. Uh, go on gophnx.com. Get in for an annual membership, a free T-shirt from the PHNX Locker, as well as a $50 gift card to Four Peaks right here. Um, and Jesse, of course, the Diamondbacks, you know, they had a lot of positive things going their way. But we can't have nice things. We can't have everything no. be positive. If the big team, if the big league club is winning, there must be a sacrifice. Yeah. And that sacrifice already has been Drew Jones. Yeah, it's sort of like how the Diamondbacks had to sacrifice their year last season so that the Suns could, you know, make such Correct. a run. See, this sort of the that makes sense. It's sort of how Arizona. There, it was we works. were sacrificing hamstrings left and right for the Suns' playoff right, run. Yeah, right. it was wild. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, Drew Jones. Derek, his first his first batting practice. <laughs> the poor guy didn't make it out of his first batting practice uh, without what appears to be a potentially season-ending shoulder injury. This wasn't the one at Chase Field, was it? No. <laughs> oh, okay, because that would have been even worse. <laughs> no, that it was one not the one like at Chase Field. Uh, I believe it was at Salt River Fields. It happened on Monday, which was his uh, his first day. Thank you, Emily. Emily is the best. <laughs> Emily's an MVP. Derek got his beer. I got everyone. my beer. Um, but yeah, this is just uh, super unfortunate and honestly mind-boggling because we all know uh, what happened with uh, Jordan Lawler last year. It was a pretty similar situation. He did play at least a few games uh, before his season-ending shoulder injury. Um, and then, of course, the year prior, Corbin Carroll. Uh, I guess it wasn't the year prior. It was the same year, but Corbin Carroll uh, was able to get some time in uh, in the minor leagues prior to that happening in his uh, his first professional season. But then last year, of course, um, we had all of those wonderful things happen with his shoulder. So I don't really know how these things are possible, Derek, um, what it is with Diamondbacks' first-round picks and uh, how these sorts of things continue to happen, but really unfortunate for Drew Jones. Uh, Michael McDermott, uh, our guy, says Jones' injury won't affect him much if he's ready to go in spring training. It's 100 at-bats at the complex level, which isn't going to affect his development much. Yeah. There's good news. More good news is, like you said, Corbin Carroll, potentially, we'll never know. We will yeah. never know, right? But Corbin Carroll may have come out a better player than he ever could have after his injury. Yeah. We've talked a bit about how he spent his time with the scouts and what he did with his time when he was unable to play. Right, right. So... Again, like you said, Jordan Lawler went through this, Corbin Carroll. No reason to panic right now with Drew Jones, but sure. it sucks. It's just... It's just like... It, it feels like we can never, you know, you can never be completely up. You know, you get a you yeah. get a, you get get a a bonus at work, and then you're, you know, someone steals your catalytic converter, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's what it feels like. Yeah, it's, uh, it is it is really unfortunate, but I think Michael makes a great point that, um, you know, of all the times in Drew Jones' career for this to happen probably not the worst one you know is mostly going to be at the complex this year i don't know if he would have gotten uh, up to visalia at any point anyway um so it you know it's it's going to be okay i think and and the fact that jordan lawler and corbin carroll went through what they did um you know it inspires a lot of confidence that this is not the kind of thing that's going to ruin his development or ruin his stock as a prospect it's just a little bump in the road and yeah unfortunate that a guy like drew jones has to feel that so quickly like literally days uh, after signing his first professional contract it's but maddening it's it, maddening that's just sort of how it goes sometimes so um we'll see how he responds we had some more minor league news uh from down south not just do we or not down south up north i guess you should say uh we had a battle of fletcher versus fletcher on the go. mound yesterday uh david fletcher who is a prospect for the los angeles angels taking on Dominic Fletcher, uh, his brother, 
who's a prospect for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Guess what? Our Fletcher won. Our Fletcher did win. Four for four, um, single, two doubles, a triple, nearly, nearly a cycle against his brother. That's a way to step up yeah, and just yeah. prove who's the better sibling, right? Right, yes, yes. One game definitely proves that. There's Absolutely. no question. Well, it's, it's not, it's, <laughs> you say that, but it's always the latest game, right? That's I mean, fair. it's this That's game. Fair. Maybe they have an ongoing record against each other, but at least for the time being, Dom comes out on top. He gets the king crown. It's sort of like uh, when I would play one-on-one -on -one in basketball with my brothers growing up. Yeah. You know, they could beat me like 90% of the time. Sure. But if I had beaten them in the most recent game, then I was better yeah, at basketball yeah, yeah. than they were. And there was really Hands no comparison. Down. Hands so, down. Um, I yeah. used to live around the corner from Richard Jefferson, by really? the way. Really? And, uh, Richard Jefferson was not necessarily a driveway basketball playing kind of, uh, That's fair. Kind of kid. He had like... Club ball and how such young to play was Richard it. Jefferson when this happened? Um, I mean, we were pretty young, but like we okay, so like we so we, he's like a he's like a kid. We lived on yeah, we were kids at this time, oh. like both of us. We uh, we actually lived like right on the border of where you could either go to Greenway High School or Moon Valley High School, and okay. we went to rival high schools. He was uh, just a block south of me, so he went to Moon Valley. I was a block north. So I went does to this Greenway lead to you telling us that you beat Richard Jefferson once in one-on-one? Uh, uh, I'm going to say Richard Jefferson didn't really want to play us in, uh, in basketball. He was uh, a little bit scared of coming around. No, I'm pretty sure he just He was had, intimidated by you. He Makes was sense. intimidated. Well, I had a big cactus in my front yard that a lot of my <laughs> friends fell into when we were playing basketball. Oh. So you could kind of take your life in your own hands playing basketball in my house. But uh, I did have older brothers, and it was big for me to beat them, even though I didn't normally get to beat them. The only time I got to beat them mm. was one time in high school when my brother and his friends and, and us decided to play basketball on an eight-foot court uh, that was a full court, and we ran them out of the building to the point where my go. brother's friends were puking in the grass. I feel like I've told this story before on this show, but I'm sure I've just told it to my friends many times. Um, but that's not the only great thing that we have going on in the minor league system. It's not that we have just the better Fletcher, uh, but we also have <laughs> Stone Garrett, who currently leads the yeah. minors, Jesse, with 84 RBI. Yeah, uh, Can't say enough about what this guy is doing uh, for the Reno Aces. And again, like you talked about uh, with the kind of log jam that we have at, at Outfield, it's not the worst thing, but there are uh, some guys making, making some waves and ready to, I feel like, move on to that next level of their career. Yeah, yeah. Stone is, I mean, Stone is definitely one of those guys um, sitting 286 on the year, 350 on base, 599 slugging percentage with 25 home runs in 87 games. I mean, that's a, that is a lot of dingers uh, in not that much time. So, uh, yeah, he's definitely, I mean, I think he's a clear candidate to get called up down the stretch here. Uh, a lot of people have asked if Stone Garrett could play first base and I don't know. Probably. I think so. Um, Are we going to be a bit spoiled if, like, let's say we did move on from Christian Walker. I mean, isn't Christian Walker so good defensively that it's going to yeah. be a bit of a struggle when we see someone else playing there? Yeah. Kind of kind of realize that we took him a bit for granted? I think that is definitely going to happen. Yeah. Uh, Christian he just Walker gets everything is, over there. Like, some, of the, some yeah. of the ways he stretches and gets a ball th when it's kind of erratically thrown to him, he just makes it look easy when it was actually a really difficult play. 
Yeah, and it's really easy to kind of go under the radar as a first baseman, I think. Yeah. Because you're sure. you're a first baseman. You know, you're not making like leaping grabs at the fence or anything <laughs> like that. Yeah. You're making like more subtle diving plays to your right or to your left, or you know, subtle leaping grabs on on hard line drives, that sort of thing. So yeah, I don't know if Stone Garrett is going to play anywhere near the quality of first base that Christian Walker does. Um, but he is, I mean, he is an outstanding, um, he's been an outstanding player for the Reno Aces this season. And frankly, I think they could have called him up probably a while ago. Sure. Um, but it seems like pretty much a guarantee that we're going to see him up here at some point this season. And it's a guarantee you're going to see us around some of these minor league teams very soon because we're excited to go down and uh, or go up. Once again, I forget where Nevada is compared <laughs> to Arizona all the time. My geography is terrible. But uh, we're going to go check out the Reno Aces here in uh, August. And we're hoping to get there maybe before Corbin Carroll gets called up. This guy over here still keeps see he still keeps fanning yeah, the fires keep, of that I happening. Keep going back and forth, you know. Yeah. I think I'm I think I'm still around 60-40 right now. Corbin yeah. Carroll debuting with the Diamondbacks this season, so I think it. I would say it is more likely to happen than not, but Strong, nobody really knows for sure. Strongly, strongly. Uh, relies on what happens with the all, uh, the trade deadline, which is something we're going to talk about here in a moment. But yeah. make sure to sign up at gophnx.com. If you haven't done so already, get yourself a membership. Get an annual membership, and you'll get yourself a free T-shirt over at the phnxlocker.com. Get yourself a month-to-month membership, and you'll get your first <laughs> month for just 50 cents on us. Uh, regardless of your membership status, you will get access to our members-only Discord, Jesse's wonderful writings and all the wonderful writings from everyone here. What are you laughing about in the middle? I'm of laughing because Josh Hunt just said Jesse gonna find that social media manager <laughs> yeah. and fight them. Yeah, yeah, that's what we're going yeah, there the, for. The purpose of yeah. our trip to Reno it's, is so that I can find the social media manager of the Reno Aces and put him or her 100% in their, in, in their that place. Reason. No, that's totally the reason. I mean. We were having a fun day. Everybody was getting, ro- everybody was roasting Everyone was Jesse. happy, yeah. Visalia, Hillsborough, Amarillo. And then Reno comes along. I'd, I'd participate if I knew who he was. Are you big time in us, Reno? Really? The Aces? Come on. Come on. I'm we pretty sure the Aces have followed me on Twitter since like 2015. Bunch and I'm pretty sure monsters. they've retweeted like multiple of my tweets. I, so I mean, don't I thought, give me that Reno uh, social media I thought manager. We were friends. Come on now. I thought we were friends. Yeah, that's exactly what we're going there for. But. Of course, make sure to follow us, do all that. Become a member. That way you get Jesse's wonderful articles and everything he's writing about the team in the second half. Uh, also, if you're watching us right now on YouTube, hit a little like button, thumbs up, uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel, uh, get the notifications. That way you don't miss whenever we go live. Days like this are special. Of course, we're not doing our post series show, but we are watching the game right now. Diamondbacks are up one nothing. I think I'm allowed to update you. I'm, I don't think MLB will come after me for that. What if we start what if you start doing a Greg Schulte impersonation calling this game right now while we do this? <laughs> yeah. No, we're not I, do I that. don't think that I don't well I don't think we're uh, I don't anyway. know about the legal ramifications Four, well, of, of fourth, us doing fourth inning. That. Fourth inning Diamondbacks are up one nothing. Zach Gowan. Totally free to do that, Jesse. Yeah, there he goes. Zach Gowan's doing his thing right now. He's uh he's he's keeping the team uh, scoreless, which is what starting pitching has been able to do. Zach Gallon has yeah. been able to do it at least. But uh, also, if you're uh, watching, listening to us right now on your favorite audio podcasting app, if you're not watching, if you're listening, viewers, listeners, you guys are two different groups. Uh, listeners, if you're listening to us right now, make sure to subscribe on your favorite audio podcasting app and leave us a five-star review. We would love you for it. Uh, you know who doesn't love each other, though, Jesse, is the MLBPA and Major League Baseball. These no. guys, these guys can't get along, can they? Yeah. Uh, no, obviously, really we know don't. about the friction of the lockout. If you were here with us during the lockout, first of all, 
God bless you. Uh, you are. You are a saint. You are. We love you. Uh, more importantly, though, uh, these guys couldn't get you know things together during lockout. Now, once again, they can't uh, finalize the international draft proposal. Apparently, MLBPA yeah. has rejected the final international draft proposal from MLB, which most likely won't be the final one. But. Uh, is this a toxic but necessary relationship between these two? <laughs> well, it's definitely necessary. I mean, <laughs> I know. they sort of have to talk to each well, other. But I mean, is it, does it need to be necessarily so toxic where everything is such a disagreement? Obviously, I know this is how stuff works. You, you, you bounce agreements back and forth. One side agrees or one side disagrees or whatever. But yeah. it definitely seems like the PA and Major League Baseball just can't really get on the same page about much. No, they definitely can't. Um, and I think it's it's... It makes it feel like a miracle that we're at this point, right, where the baseball season started on April 7th. Oh, yeah. And we didn't really – we're not losing any games. All we really had was, like, a one-week delay in the season and a shortened spring training. Um, but, yeah, I, I think it was always a little bit of a question mark whether or not this deal would go through. It sounds like uh, Major League Baseball is just going to – I guess both parties are, are pretty much just going to continue with the status quo with the qualifying offer and all those sorts of things. Um, but yeah, the idea here was to try to create an international draft, which would basically change the process by which teams acquire um, international uh, am amateur international talent. Um, there are a lot of questions raised about the process that has been used for a number of years. A lot of times these guys like don't sign officially until later in their life, but they're sort of courted when they're like 11 or 12 years old, like when they are very, very young. Yeah. And, uh, and it's, it just has never felt right that, like, teams are developing these relationships so, so early and this, kind of claiming these players for themselves so, so, when they're so young. I mean, when they're, you know, 10 or 11 years old and they're basically just kids. Right, because in a way it's influencing their decision on who they would sign with when they do have the opportunity in, in yeah. some cases to sign with whoever. Yeah, um, and, right. And would, and would the Diamondbacks be kind of culpable about this with, like, their academy and, like, the Dominican Republic? Because I do know that they have some players there training that are pretty young not like quite yeah. that young but like in their teens yeah the diamondbacks have made a you know a concerted effort to really try to make their their name known uh, specifically in the dominican and um yeah this is i mean it, it, essentially things are going to stay as they are and the diamondbacks are going to continue to um you know have that facility which from what we've heard is is a really top-notch sort of thing that they have going in in the dominican right sure. now um, but yeah, I think at some point this international draft idea it seems to it seems to sort of make sense as something that really could help all parties involved. Um, it's never quite felt right the way that this process is done right now. It's sort of like so many things sort of happen under the table, and um, even though uh, guys don't necessarily sign when they're super young, it's just odd that the teams are sort of claiming them when they're at such a young age. So maybe this is something that changes at some point, but. It's going to require these two parties to find some common ground, which um, it feels like a, a miracle in itself if, if that sort of thing <laughs> happens. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. I think the most important question I have is, had this been in place, would the Diamondbacks still ended up with Yasmani Tomas? Could this have saved the Diamondbacks from <laughs> signing Ismani Tomas? Because if so, it's a good thing, and we need it to be in place as soon as possible. That's my point. You needed to save them from themselves. I need to um, save them from themselves. Yeah. That's a good. That's a good question. Um, I don't. I don't think so. Um, because Yasmani Tomas was signing like a big league contract with a big league team, 
um, whereas this is like amateur scouting. So these are guys who would. This is more the more along the lines of like MLB's first year player draft than MLB's free agency. Um, so I think the Osmani Tomas thing would be would be a little bit different, but um, but yeah, that was not not great how that worked out for the Diamondbacks. So uh, fun fun memories for Diamondbacks <laughs> fans for sure. Um, and speaking of fun memories, we might just have the memories left as the trade deadline looms with some of these players. Today's game right now that's going yeah. on could be the very last game at home uh, for any number of Diamondbacks players that could get moved at the trade deadline. The one thing that Jesse said in the Discord that made everybody very upset was I, that last night. so angry the, at me the, the, all the time. Jesse <laughs> said last night when David Peralta pinch hit that David Peralta, it could be the last time we ever see David Peralta pinch hit in a game for the Diamondbacks, right? Yeah, which I meant more so like at home because I guess it's very possible that, you know, if they wait until closer to the deadline to trade in, the Diamondbacks have a three-game series coming up with the Braves, and then they're in Cleveland after that. Sure. So he could pinch hit in one of those games, too. I was more talking about at Chase Field. but No, what, um, he was do- what he was doing was trying to hurt your feelings. That's what he was doing. Don't fucking listen to him. I, just, he was, I was stating a fact. No. And it was people, funny is I was the one that told you that. And so I love that you got into trouble for it. Yeah, yeah, it yeah really I'm really, I really should be throwing you under the bus <laughs> for this. But I didn't understand it. Cause, like People have gotten mad at me in the past for like saying things about what's happening in the game. And then they think I'm jinxing it, you know. That's which, me. Which you, you I, texted me in the fifth inning of uh, Merrill Kelly's game and wanted me to make sure. Start. Don't make start. Make sure he's this guy. He wanted to make sure I was watching it. I said, don't bother me until we're in the seventh, Jesse. I don't really acknowledge perfect games until say, we get through the seventh inning. I did inning. not say the phrase He did not. Game. He did not. I did not. He just I said, he just said if you're not watching now. this game, you should be. I know secret code. I know what secret code is. <laughs> what do you think? I don't know secret code. Uh, but, yes, this might be the last time we see David Peralta take the field for the yeah. Arizona Diamondbacks because it's very true. Right now, of everybody on the team, David Peralta seems like the most likely candidate. And in fact, I would be a bit uh, I'd be a bit concerned if they didn't move him. I mean, maybe a new deal could be eminent, but then again, that doesn't help yeah. anything with the log jam that we've talked about that they no. have at, I, in the outfield. I don't really see any scenario where the Diamondbacks try to bring David Peralta back on a new contract. It just doesn't make sense right now, given the state of the roster. Um, so I don't think that's a factor. The only, I mean, David Peralta's a good guy, right? Veteran presence. Um, we've seen the team in the past in these sorts of situations where if they couldn't get enough, like if they couldn't get uh, something in return they felt was actually valuable, then they just held on to guys, right? We saw that especially uh, a couple years ago. Cole Calhoun stuck around and whatnot. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I think it is entirely possible that the Diamondbacks at least consider keeping him around, but um, I think there's also a cost to keeping him around because the for Diamondbacks sure. have so many, so many young talents that they want to get a better feel for, and you can't do that if David Peralta is still commanding significant playing time. It'd be really weird to like keep him, but but bench him, you know, the rest of the way, or, or yeah. keep him, but like really cut back on his playing time. Just be really weird. You'd rather have him, you know, somewhere else where he can contend for a championship, and that probably is not going to happen in Arizona. Well, since it's the last time we might be able to award it to him. We're going to go ahead and give David Peralta our king of the series. Three for four, two runs scored, one RBI. He was good, very good in game one. Pinch hit, got a, a hit in the game two. Yeah, he tripled. Uh, tripled. 
Got a run scored or run RBI. In that That's one. why I didn't get why everyone was so mad at me yesterday. Like if I had jinxed David Peralta in this in this at bat, then then maybe I understand. He tripled. He had an RBI triple. He had like one of the one of the biggest hits in the game, and but yet that's not somehow everybody's angry at that's me. That's not the point. The people wanted to be excited about the moment. They wanted to enjoy it. They don't want you reminding them that that's not going to be there the next day. You Grinch. What, 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 like, oh, well. what, what, what time was that? That's Chris inappropriate time. Chris Melton's probably going to have me at three stars oh, today. Yeah. But no, for it's sure. Okay. It's going to be, be a time. long time when you, you are her PHNX personality of the day again, yeah. for sure. But uh, shout out to all of you guys, of course. Shout out to David Peralta for being our king of the series. And, of course, uh, if you haven't done so already, make sure to go drive, uh, sign up at DraftKings Sportsbook. As a new customer, you can use our code of PHNX. Sign up, make your first deposit, and you'll get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code PHNX, only at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Uh, see show notes for detail. And Jesse, I've been dropping some coin on the DraftKings Sportsbook. I told you guys to keep an eye out on some of those opt-in deals that they have as well. Uh, right now, they, they, they have these quick same-game parlays, which I've kind of been into. I hit one uh, a few weeks back, so now I'm kind of, uh, now I'm kind of on it. But uh, I'm going to give you my DraftKings pick of the week, and that's the Cleveland Guardians over the Boston Red Sox. Right now, the Boston Red Sox are a one-and-a-half run line favorite. Uh, but you can get good value on the Guardians covering that uh, at plus one uh, and a half runs. Also, I'm going to give you uh, one more run. It's a, the Yankees, after getting beat up on, by the Mets, uh, they're going to go into Kansas City, and they're going to do work against the Royals. So there are your DraftKings pick of the week. If you want to combine those two together, you should be able to get a pretty good value on it. should be a pretty safe bet. Are you betting, the, betting on the Yankees? I, uh, guilty. Yeah, guilty. I still think that that's a great bet. After watching the Subway Series, I, I think on the DraftKings Sportsbook, it's a solid bet to bet on the World Series winner potentially coming out of New York. Uh, you can bet by state. So I like that. And the Mets, there's something special about the Mets, man. That closer of theirs, Edwin, uh, Diaz. Edwin Diaz, he yeah. has quite the entrance. I'm, I, that, that shit gets me pumped up. I'm ready to go. Yeah, yeah. Edwin Diaz is... Uh he, he, like, went through a stretch with the Mariners where he was just this unbelievable closer. Um, and then he kind of faded a little bit, and now now with the Mets, he's been, he has rediscovered everything <laughs> that he once had. He is at the top he's, of his game right he's now. He's definitely there. And Mark Melanson looked really good last night, by the way. He not did. To, not to draw a comparison no, to Edwin Diaz, no, but Mark he, Melanson's he, no. stuff looked a lot better last night. He really did. I mean, it was the swing and miss stuff, the whiff, right? Like, he looked much better than we've seen out of There's him. There's some and nasty curveballs. And more importantly, it was a non-safe situation, so we no normally see him <laughs> not actually be very sharp in those. Right? That's the, it's the I truth, feel like right? it's been more so like the uh, it's been more so like the tie games or the games where like maybe the Diamondbacks are down a run where yeah, he struggled. Where it's very close. Yeah. Or, yeah I don't like, really think he struggled in games where the D-backs were up more than three runs. No, you're right about that. That's usually when Torrey's putting them in and because they haven't had a safe situation in a while and he needs yeah. to get that work in. So, right. Um, yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, we hope you guys are here enjoying the $3 Kilt Lifter and Wow Wheat Pints. I know I am. Um, of course, uh, we also want to talk about our friends over at FOCO. Uh, FOCO has got you covered with the best Arizona sports merchandise. They have officially licensed gear for men, women, kids, your dog, everything from bobbleheads to swimsuits to Crocs, the whole, yeah, everything. Uh, go check out FOCO. The bobbleheads are incredible. I, I won't lie. My, I, I told my wife about them last night. She said, why would you pay for a bobblehead? I said, because it's been way too long since I've had a bobblehead. I want a bobblehead. And then I showed her the Serpientis ones, and she actually just let out a little. Those are actually pretty cool. So you convinced my wife even to spend that money. So go over to foco.com, click the link below in the description. 
for non-presale uh, items, you can use the promo code PHNX for 10% off at FOCO. And of course, they got you covered uh, when supply chain issues uh, let you down, of course. But uh, Arizona Diamondbacks still up one nothing. Zach Gallon in a little bit of a jam right now. Uh, two on with two outs here in the top of the fourth. Hopefully he can get his way out of that. But from this perspective, it doesn't matter. They could sweep. That's great. They already won the series, though, and I'm excited to see what they do going forward. Uh, to be honest, I joked about the playoffs, but who knows what could happen with this team. I yeah. mean, if, if we don't expect them to stay on this you know, current run that they're on, but should they make something like this happen, it could be fun to watch the second half of this season. Yeah, they've been a lot of fun so far. I mean, 34 to 10, like... Like, it's insane. <laughs> it's insane what the Diamondbacks have done to opponents over these five games but we've um, said in the second they, half. we said if they could have it all working at the same time, which sounds crazy because it's like saying, oh, well, if you could just <laughs> if you, if you could just not screw up all the time, maybe you would, you know, whatever. But the, the Diamondbacks really do uh, show glimpses of being excellent, but it's just not consistent ex- excellency. Yeah. You know? Well, speaking of, it looks like the uh, Giants just tied the game. Tyro yeah. Estrada with an RBI yeah. single. So. I blame this guy. It's his fault. So we're going to wrap it up before we <laughs> cost the Diamondbacks this game. Hopefully they can walk away with the sweep. I don't have a broom, but I will find one around here, and I'm going to sweep up this entire place. But uh, we thank you guys, of course, for joining us. Uh, we appreciate you guys for being here. If you are here at Four Peaks, and thank you for always for listening to us. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Cap underscore Caveman with a K. This guy over here is Jesse N. Friedman. The N is for negative. Uh, but, of course, our show is at PHNX underscore D-backs. Uh, but the biggest one you need to follow is PHNX underscore sports. Uh, all roads lead to that on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We thank you guys again for joining us online in the comics. We appreciate you, as always. Uh, on behalf of Jesse and myself, we thank you for your time. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when Jesse doesn't remind you that this could be David Peralta's last game. <laughs>